All right. Here we are again, ladies and gentlemen, or whatever the fuck you identify as, because that's the world we live in. Today is Thursday, September 26, 2019. I'm your host, James Michael Canyon, and welcome to No Evidence of Nothing. We're going to kick things off by starting, uh, we're going to talk about this uh, WeWorks thing. Have you heard of what this uh, company is? I didn't either until uh, until this headline popped up that their CEO was stepping down. And it seems like it kind of came out of nowhere based on what everyone was saying. But upon a little bit of reading, everyone, they uh, they didn't really do anything. They just kind of uh, happened, you know? So we work uh base it sounds like what it was supposed to be was another company uh almost like an incubator right we work is uh supposed to give people more spaces to work together and things like that never uh never had an i p o they scheduled it, but uh never happened so uh <laughs> I have an article pulled up here by Slate. I don't know how notable they are, but uh, it's the first sentence is, we fundraised, we incorporated, we fundraised, we leased, we sublet, we fundraised, we made some weird decisions, we scheduled an IPO, and then we collapsed. Sounds like uh, you never want to hear that. Never want to hear that from your CEO. But, uh, that, in short, is the story of the spectacular rise and fall of the Wii company, Nee WeWork, uh, named WeWork, whose founder and CEO, Adam Newman, chose to step back on Tuesday. He will welcome, he will continue to serve as non-executive chairman of the board, but his empire is in ruins. WeWork's IPO has been delayed indefinitely. So once again, that means that they have not done anything. And it does not sound like they are going to do anything. Uh, and its valuation has collapsed from $47 billion to as low as $10 billion. To anyone listening, myself included, that sounds like, you know, one problem to another. Wait, no, 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 no. It sounds more like not a problem to not a problem for companies to be valued like that. I mean, come on. You're still in the billions. Grow the fuck up. And what is, uh, what is the lesson of WeWork other than it is a bad idea to self-deal to the almost comical extent that Newman did? One conclusion is that the, is that venture capital Investors are not nearly as smart as they think they are. For years, WeWork's valuation has been way out of step with the with that of peer companies that sublet office space. That's that's the whole idea, right? It's subletting office space. They want office space for people to work together. There's one of these really close to my house, actually. It's uh kind of like a think tank. That's what I like to call them. And I think it was pretty cool. Actually, it's a business model that I find really intriguing. Uh, just Kind of like apartment buildings almost, except you give people 
hey, here's a little space where you can run your shit. And, uh, you know, you just pay us the, you just pay us the rent. That's all it is. I don't really care otherwise. As long as you follow our rules and guidelines and things like that. Um, a friend of mine's wife actually is, um, doing her own salon business with that kind of a model, which is pretty great, I think. Uh, it's like I went there earlier today to get my hair trimmed because I'm sure you saw from the pictures. It's pretty long, but I haven't really taken care of it. So I was there, right? And I we got in. First of all, I got let in through the back door. <gasps> VIP entrance all day, baby. And um, well, that was because I was at his house last night hanging out uh, because we had this thing this morning and I don't have a car. So... I just rode with his wife into work. It was her first appointment. But, but whenever I got there, I was expecting, you know, classic salon boutique type deal, you know, mirrors, lots of chairs, but really just one big room, right? What I was greeted with, au contraire, was a hallway, a wraparound hallway that had these little incubators, right? These little places where people can have their own clients come in and work with them, right? It's a whole bunch of one-person operations. I think it's great. I think it's so cool. And I think the idea of doing that for businesses, especially, you know, startups and things like that, is also really, really great, giving them a committed place to work without them having to, you know, go out and lease their own building just to be able to get things going, right? Sounds like it saves money. Sounds like uh, people can hunker down and focus without having to worry about nearly as much stuff and uh, can get things going. But it sounds like these guys didn't really do anything. And this has been going on for nine years, 2010 to 2019. Uh, Yeah, that's, it just really doesn't, I don't know. This whole thing just seems wacky to me. It seems wacky that people are... Ugh. It's just... it's. It just seems dishonest, is what I'm trying to get at, you know? And that's... That, again, I don't really trust as much nowadays because of that. But... That's all I had to say on that matter. Moving on, their their CEO stepped down. Done deal. Um, in other news, Australia somehow got better. Simple reason they legalized recreational marijuana. Now this happened in uh, Australia's capital, in their capital, in the Australian capital territory. Uh, after months of debate. Uh, has become the very first jurisdiction in the nation to pass a law allowing the recreational use of marijuana. And uh, based on what I've read, it's uh, in defiance of federal laws that they feel just doesn't make sense. You know, the research is all there about why weed's good for people and that it's less dangerous than a lot of other shit that we have legal in the world. So, you know... And then what's more, under this uh, the bill, which was passed this week and will likely take effect on the 31st of January 2020, would specifically allow two cannabis plants to be grown per adult with a maximum of four plants per household. Now, what's more, 
Under this new law, each adult would be allowed to possess up to 50 grams of marijuana on their person. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy, 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 holy fucking shit. This is full-blown legalization. This is what legalization looks like to me. It looks like a place where you can grow your own shit and you can carry as much as you want as long as you're obviously not trying to sell it, right? That just fucking makes sense. But somehow half of the talks in the United States about legalizing marijuana on a federal level are about, well, what does legalization mean? What do we mean by that? What does legalization mean? It's very fucking simple. It's the same thing as with alcohol. People are allowed to carry it. People are allowed to drink it. You know, people are allowed to fucking make it themselves. People do it all the time. Home brewing shit. It's a very popular thing. I know I've known a bunch of people in the past who have done it. It's, uh, I don't get where the confusion is as far as that stuff goes, you know? I guess they're just trying to keep the money in big pharma's hands, right? Because if weed gets legalized, a whole bunch of those pills that they make that, uh, on one hand will possibly give you uncontrollable muscle spasms that may become permanent, or on the other hand, give you irreversible muscle stiffness. That's all one drug called Abilify. That was a drug that is considered an antipsychotic. All right, an antipsychotic. They're giving an antipsychotic as an add-on to people's antidepressants for the suicidal thoughts that antidepressants don't take care of. And what's going to happen next? Where's where's that trend going? It's obvious. They're going to make up a new drug to add on to that so that whatever Abilify didn't fix, this new drug will fix. This new miracle drug will fix for you guys. Just you wait. Just believe us. Just give us your money. Fuck, do I hate the medical system? It's It's awful. I remember once I had to... Like, the first time I had a migraine, yeah, I know, it's real pussy shit, right? But first time I had a migraine, I uh, went to the hospital because it just wouldn't go away. I fucking slammed ibuprofen, uh, did the Excedrin, none of it was working. It was uh, some real, it was some real shit, you know? But anyways, uh, we go to the hospital, they just take a bag out from whatever, wherever the fuck they keep their... Uh, medical supplies, right? They bring out this bag. They call it a migraine cocktail. And then you have to sit there for an hour with an IV while it pumps into you. And I swear to God, after the first 15 minutes, or probably less, honestly, maybe around 10, maybe less. I don't know. It's been a while. haven't really thought about it much. But 10 minutes went by. Let's just say that for simplicity's sake. And the migraine just went away. It was gone, right? I still had to finish the rest of the IV, obviously, because you got to finish your dose of medication, right? Cut to the bill, and that shit cost us $1,500. $1,500 for an hour of not even work. And the fact of it is, it's just because they are the ones who have it, and they're the only ones who have it, right? They get to charge whatever the fuck they want. The medical, the 
pharmaceutical companies are able to change the prices of their drugs at any time just because they feel like it. The U.S. government is one of the only powers in the world who isn't able to negotiate the prices of medications. And by the sounds of it, that is just simply not doing enough. You know, we're letting the doctors win. That's why so many people, I want to be a nurse. I want to go be a doctor. I want to get into med school. It's because people aren't fucking stupid. The money is in medicine and business. Business, finding as many ways as you can to get bonuses for anything, really. We're just going to, we're going to tie into that later. Just you wait. And people in the medical field, because there's just so much money there that they can just throw it at their employees if they really wanted to. And it's, it makes me kind of sick. Makes me kind of sick to think about all of these things that we had in place that were supposed to help us eventually just came back to bite us in the ass because late stage capitalism, you know, that thing that's been described as a ravenous beast that just wants to go around killing and consuming everything around it. Big businesses, they just want more money. So they waste their money on things such as better windows and pretty buildings, not to mention tens of thousands of dollars worth of suits. No, more than that, hundreds of thousands, hell, millions of dollars worth of suits. Fucking $100 for a haircut, probably once a week, because, oh God, it can't get long. I might not close this deal with Japan. Oh, wait, that's right. We're not doing any fucking business with overseas. Oh, my God. Just that whole, the whole idea of it all is maddening. It really is. It's, what's worse is that, you know, I can preach about it all day. We all can. But who the fuck can do something about it? The people in charge, a.k.a. the people who have been bought. Not a good time. Not a good time. It's really not. But speaking of business and the business world, uh, minimum wage got raised. And again, I know I said I wasn't going to talk about politics, right? It's not my forte. But the Minimum Wage Act is something that you know affects all of us, I feel. Um, and the thing is that this one, based on what I've read, it just hasn't felt very thought through. It just seems like, oh, everyone should make at least $15 an hour. I uh, don't know if you can live off of $15 an hour everywhere in the country. I know that lots of small businesses are not going to be able to afford the help they need because of it. I understand the idea behind it. It's supposed to you know, give more money to the working people. Done deal, right? And it's supposed to be over uh, five. Um, it should be done being imp- increased by 2025, right? So who knows? Maybe, maybe given the amount of time, businesses will be able to adjust, and the um, billionaires up top won't make us pay too much for making them separate from a little more of their money. Anyways. Uh, Besides that, I mean, there there should be something regional about it, as 
different places, you need different amounts of money because it just costs different. Hell, some places, it's like you go to a different country just going from one state to the other, you know? So that's just my two cents on that one. I'm not going to go in too deeply. I don't have an article. I don't have the research. Hell, I have no evidence of nothing. Anyways, on to sports. Uh, Antonio Brown isn't getting paid by the Patriots because, you know, the Pats are assholes who probably have some kind of business loophole to get out of it. But uh, that... Nine million that he was supposed that Antonio Brown was supposed to get, regardless of whatever the fuck he did, right? Regardless of that, I don't care what he did. I care that they have something to uphold because up until recently, contracts were fucking set in stone. Contracts got bankers paid whenever the rest of the country was collapsing under the housing crisis of two thousand eight. There were bankers getting millions of dollars of bonuses for doing a shit job. Or who knows? Maybe that was their job in the first place. To just and only and to only separate people from their money. To just say, hey, guess what? We've got this uh we've got this lease here for you that you can do to get this home, this really nice mansion, and we can Give it to you for this rate. And then what happens? Uh, It's the same thing with a universal life policy. It starts out nice and cheap. It starts out with something that you can afford. And then one day is going to jack right up. None of these people were going to be able to afford these homes. They weren't going to be able to afford what they were supposed to be paying for these homes. And the bankers knew that. They... Let's be real, people. They've done the, they did the research going into this whole thing, and the government bailed them out. Government money paid for those bonuses because they weren't getting the money from anywhere else. They, people could argue that it was from the stock market and things like that, but if the housing market crashes, then how much better are stocks doing? And now... It's, I swear, I mean, a lot of people would say it's just because Antonio Brown's a black guy, you know, it's just like, oh, we don't have to pay this freaking black guy here. We don't have to do that. Fuck that. Why would we pay this asshole? It's been nothing but a problem for us. Well, it's because you wrote the fucking contract. He signed the fucking contract and he played for you. You owe him money. So just fucking pay him. So that Antonio Brown can take his much-needed leave of absence from the NFL and maybe one day come back once that Vontez perfect cause CTE of his has healed up a little bit. You know, he should, he should really pull a Nate Diaz and just disappear for a few years and then come back and still say, yeah, I left because the league just wasn't challenging for me anymore, you know. I wanted to wait until there was some people who could actually cover me. Or some shit like that. I think that would be amazing. And also like three years of, you know, mental health treatment. Should he think that he finally needs it? He might not. Who knows? He might have gone that far off the deep end. Um, oh, more uh, more news in New England is that um, <laughs> after 
their backup quarterback yeah. uh, had thrown a pick six against Miami on the first play that he was in, and then he was benched and Brady went back into the game whenever there was really no need for it. Pats were up enough, and it was Miami, and Miami has never looked worse. Uh, but they already signed a new, they already signed a new backup because this guy threw one pick six. He makes one mistake and says, um, yeah, so obviously this is, this, this, our backup quarterback is not the next Tom Brady. We are going to bring in a new backup quarterback to study under him and to make sure that we have a positive success story. After Tom Brady decides to retire, or whenever the devil comes to collect both of our souls. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, because, uh, you know, Antonio Brown, you used to play for my beloved Steelers. God, how far have they fallen? How far have they fallen? I mean, I know it's very early in the season, but. After last year, guys, 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 something is wrong in Pittsburgh. Something is wrong in that locker room that wasn't Lev Bell or Antonio Brown's fault. Uh, but the Steelers gave up three draft picks to sign a new backup tight end. What is it with teams in signing brand new backups this early in the season? Are they just that frantic? First of all, we got rid of Jesse James, who was in an enormous target for Ben Roethlisberger on third downs, and I think that was something that we were really lacking, and to give that up was kind of dumb. I get it. Vance McDonald can make some real flashy plays, but he's also injury-prone as shit. He's injury-prone as fuck. We can't rely on him. But the fact that we give away three picks, a first, a third, and a fifth, I believe, for a backup tight end, it just does, I just can't fathom. I just can't fathom. Especially, whose decision was that? Was it the front office? Was it Tomlin and all them? Was it Art the second? Who was it? Who made this decision? It's not... A good one. You're throwing away draft picks for some tight end who has caught like eight passes for 38 yards all year. Who hasn't done anything. Like what, are they trying to spark more competition between their tight ends? That's the last place that we need it right now. Or maybe we need it more. Because honestly, we need a need more fucking quarterback help. Mason Rudolph can't be our only option. Based on what I've seen so far. Then again, we'll see how week four goes. And the rest of the season, of course. It's way too early to be able to make those kind of judgment calls. But uh, as far as today goes, ladies and gents, that's all I got. Yeah. Uh, Besides that, uh, go ahead and uh, head over to Twitter. And uh, sauce me a follow at uh, JamesMikeCan. yeah, of course, the account name is no evidence of nothing. Nothing is way capitalized. And 
Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start that Patreon probably sometime this weekend. And uh, who knows? Maybe the, maybe I'll have a whole lot more topics to talk about uh, once I start the serving job. Seeing so, as more people coming in with more things to say. We'll uh, open my eyes to a lot more stuff. I'll have more things to research. And I'll have more things to give you guys. So right now, of course, the podcast is early. It is very young. And I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. I'm still trying to figure out which direction this is going to go. I find just in daily conversation, I do better whenever I'm talking to somebody else. Ranting about stuff has never really been my forte. I mean, hell, I'm having trouble filling up 30 minutes with stuff to talk about now. Uh, Having a second person to bounce ideas off of and have another set of eyes on the news would be great. Would be pretty great. And then down the road, of course, just having having guests on if we uh, get to that point. Yeah. But until that day comes, I appreciate the listening. And we're just going to keep on grinding over here. And uh, thank you for riding with me. This is James Michael Canyon with no evidence of nothing. Signing off.